afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Real Estate Rundown with Shannon Robnett. Today, I've got the absolute pleasure of having Michael Burnoff on my show. Michael, say hello to everybody. What's going on, everybody? Glad to be here. So, you guys, uh, I couldn't be more excited about who we've got and why, because every time everybody turns around today, they're faced with uncertainty. It's not, it's not really a question of what are we doing next. It's what are we doing today? And I, I couldn't think of a better time to have Michael on our show. Michael just finished a book, uh, just released a book called Average Sucks. I just want to take a minute, Mike, and have Michael had to have you explain to us what average does in this market that, that we can show our listeners that, that not being average is going to give you security in what, what we're seeing in the, in the indecisiveness that we see today. Well, what's, what's interesting about it is, so I, I'm thrilled to be here today and everybody listening and especially people in the real estate world, when they see I wear shirts, it's the average sucks all the time. I have it as a license plate in my car. I get stopped all the time. And people are always asking me, hey man, average sucks, man. And I'm like, of course it does. And typically the response is, I said, you like, they like it. And they're like, yeah, I love it. I'm like, do you know what it means? And most people think it means your typical be better, be above, be above average, push harder, you know, drive more, grind more. And I always say that's a great thing, but that's not actually what we mean. And I have literally been in front of thousands of real estate agents and investors and stages. And I said, your biggest challenge in life, most people is, is your average. And when I say that to them, they're like, are you calling me average? And I'm not literally saying your average, but I really am saying your average is your issue. And really the reason I wrote average sucks is, is that what your average is, is a natural tendency that we have as human beings to be pulled back to what we do automatically as people. And this is why when this whole COVID thing hit, we have a thing that we do which is called our average. The amount of times a year that you um, act intimate, the amount of times a year that you make money, the amount of time, amount of deals that you close, the amount of things that you do, the amount of money you make. And that average controls our destiny, most people. And most people don't recognize that if you live by your current average, you will never be happy. You've got to go by what your wow. average could be. So it is not what you think it is. And it is the biggest call out in the world. And what I can cover with everybody is a, how we create that average and how we need to blow past it. Because I got to ask you, Shannon, why is it that no matter what form of real estate people are in, no matter what economy, the good people make about the same amount of money, which is nonsense. You should not be good in 06, work hard in 08 and 09 and make about the same amount of money and 11 make about the same amount of money, give or take 10 or 20%. It makes no sense other than we have an average as human beings. And our outcome is to destroy our current average and accept that average sucks. So it's never been a better time to get this book out to the mainstream world. Let me ask it this way, because I think I get it. You're smart. Of course you do. <laughs> well, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Michael there just said, gave me a tremendous compliment, said I'm smart. So I'm going to, I'm going to, tee in on that one. But but if you take this and, and look at it from a different point of view, in our current environment where we've got COVID running around and we are looking for a solution, we're either yep. going to be our best average or our worst yep. average. Well, the whole, the whole thing is, yes, you're, you're getting it. The challenge, the challenge people have is you don't have to work hard to do what you're about to do. And one of the biggest challenges we have is my second chapter, of the, my second chapter of the book, it's fascinating. It's called The Death of Adversity, how the last eight or 10 years of our lives. I grew up, this is interesting. I, I wanna just put something out there for everybody listening right now is that one of the biggest reasons I wrote it is I grew up middle class. I don't know about you, but I grew up right down the middle. Yeah. 1980s, 
1970s, I was born, middle class, right down the middle. There's upper, middle, and lower. And middle class was something that was never around. Like when you watched Little House on the Prairie when you were a kid, it didn't exist. You were poor right. or you were rich. And that was it. You were either like the Ingalls family and you were poor. Remember that show when we were kids? Yeah. Or yeah. you were like Nellie and you, you were the rich people in town with the business, right? right? So bottom line is until about the 50s, everything was either rich or poor. And then they almost hacked biology and they eliminated adversity for the 40 or 50 year period, which still we got away with it because there was enough natural adversity in the world. People had to wait for things. You had to be patient. There was no Amazon Prime. You had to go to Blockbuster, the video store, you could wait. So we had this like 40 to 50 year period until technology showed up from about 1995 till about 2015, where life got super, super easy for people that we didn't have to we didn't have natural adversity anymore. So when this thing hit, it hit a group of human beings that aren't really used to adversity. We don't have a Vietnam war going on right now. We don't have a, we don't have like this major depression that we had in the thirties going on. That little thing that we had happened sucked in eight or 09, but it was nothing like what my grandparents dealt with or coming right. over in a boat. So right. adversity has been a big, big challenge for people. So one thing I'll tell you is that anybody listening to this right now, to get back what you have, you probably don't even have to work that hard. You'll figure it out. You'll, you'll get about what you had somewhere in the next couple of years. The question is, do you want to get beyond that and build something that doesn't get knocked over next time? And that's what I want to really help everybody understand. Obviously, the answer to everybody's or the, the answer to that question from just about everybody is, of course, I want to build something better. Do we yep. build better as humans in a crisis or do we build better from the mountaintops? I don't know anybody who really got ever motivated when they were doing great. I've never met anybody who built a great company. I mean, Amazon got built out of 08 and 09. It really did. It also got built out of 01. It really right. did. Um, Netflix dominated 08 and 09. I mean, they, they, they were still blockbuster back then. You realize that, right? Right. So every great thing happens, every great movie. It doesn't take studying Joseph Campbell long enough to know that Rocky isn't Rocky without a problem. You know, Braveheart isn't a movie without a problem. It's when we have challenges, we grow as human beings. So I'm not saying we need to seek challenges. I'm just telling you as a real estate investor, agent, developer, 85% of the world is taking a nap right now. And I study sports. You get ahead in sports when your team screws up. I'm a big hockey guy. When Trechiak got put in the 1980s Olympics on the bench, when finally the goalie for the U from the USSR, the greatest goal in the world, got put on the bench, the USA had a chance to win. So right. I'm telling you, 85% of our competition is taking a nap, scared, nervous, watching the news. Here's where we shine and we do what needs to get done. In your book, I mean, how do you convince the average person to not be average in a time that everybody else is scared? Where do you create your lions from? I don't, I don't do what other people do. Maybe I'm like a pain in the neck, but a pain in the ass. I don't know. But basically, I'm one of these people that looks at the world differently. And I would tell all of you right now, like, so... I got a chance to watch all the governors do their little like, hey guys, you need to stay home thing. And one of the things I recognize, I start with language. I start everything with language. I'm the guy that you get a phone call to that changes three words in a listing and sells a $10 million home. I'm the guy that the infomercial companies call that changes five words on, on an infomercial and they do an extra $100 million. So I start everything with language. So what the governors said, and let's get really clear, almost every one of them, I watched a dozen of them said, please stay home. It would be helpful. Let's get over this thing together. And then the media immediately says, LA is on lockdown. 
The governor never said lockdown. They used the word lockdown. They used the word quarantine. No one is telling anyone they're on quarantine except for the media. They use that specific terminology to hold your attention, to lower your resistance, to sell you on advertisers, to watch that stuff. So what I'm going to tell you is one of the first places we need to look is just accept we are not on quarantine and we are not on lockdown. We are selectively staying home because we're asked to be here. We're being polite or being kind, whatever it is we're doing. And also we're not really on quarantine because unless you just got back from, from Brazil or you just got back from Spain, you're home and that's all it is. So when you use appropriate language for what's going on, you've got an opportunity. I'm also gonna tell you, if you watch 10 hours of the news a day or even more than 10 minutes, you've been infected by the negativity. So here's the deal. Life was never easy before this, it was just easier. So I'm just saying right now, one of the things, I know you can't do business as usual, but I could give you a few cases that if you think about it, how we can do things that are, that are very, very different. So if you are a person that is so set on doing things the way you've always done it, you're not gonna make it. I'm just gonna tell you, you're gonna be in trouble. We're gonna have to learn how to pivot. I've helped at least a dozen businesses pivot to the tune of a million dollars in the last 60 days. And it has been by working a little to the right or a little to the left and understanding right now what it is they need to do. So I know it's a, you may be thinking, who's this guy? Maybe he doesn't understand my business. I do. Your business is to make business happen. Your business right. is not to do business the way you used to. And I got a story from a restaurant I went into recently that I'd revolutionized their entire business in four minutes. Well, we all have time for that story. Please tell us. I mean, I walked into a mid-range restaurant. I know that we all have like the steakhouse and lobster and sushi that we love, but this was the mid-range, the one like a Tuesday, which you go to. And I walked in and I said to the GM, I said to the GM, I said, how's business? She said, we're only down 45%. I said, listen, we're only down 40. You should never say we are only down. That is disgusting, being down 45%, only down. I said, are you calling people? She goes, what do you mean? I said, are, are you using the phone? Are you, are you, are you calling people? This one has a wire attached. Yeah, I know. I, I, I said, those in a long time. I, I know. I, I, well, let's show you this too. It's got a wire too, but go. it's a cell there phone. I said, are you calling people? She goes, what do you mean? I said, you sell pizza and pasta, right? Have you called anybody and asked them if they want uh, food? And she goes, how do you do that? I said, you pick up the phone and dial. She goes, how do we get numbers? I said, you start now. You take down mine. You call me next week on Tuesday or Wednesday. Worst thing I say is no. You have servers that are salespeople. Have you hired them to sell wow. a 20% commission? She goes, I never thought about that. How do we start? I said, give me their numbers. I will turn your business into a million dollar machine. All 30 locations are dialing for dollars. Let me ask you this question, Shannon. If your favorite breakfast place would have called you last night and said, I know what you like, because they have POS systems. Right. I know what you like. Would you like me to deliver breakfast to your house 20% off tomorrow morning? What would you like? What are you going to say? No. Right. Of course you're going to say yes. My dentist, I said to my dentist, I said, do you know what everybody's doing right now? My dentist said, no. I said, everybody's on Zoom and they got yellow teeth, okay? Sell teeth whitening to their house at 50% off. He said, wow. wow. I said, by every kit in the nation. My, I play hockey, the hockey store, you know what they did? They switched to roller skating. They're selling $1,000 roller skates to people. And some people say, well, easy for them. But I'm also gonna tell you, no matter what you do, it's pivot time. Yeah. Are there people listening right now that do regular residential real estate? Absolutely. We've, we've got all, all kinds, but yes. Well, let me ask you a question. How long have you been in your house more than usual lately? A lot. I, I okay. probably, I'm probably spending 35 or 45% more time in my home. And you're noticing 45% more things you don't like about your home. We all are. 
And wait, 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 have you got this place bugged? I know. That's exactly and every right. and, and I'm going to tell you, we need to be understanding the market. So I spoke recently to a group of a thousand real estate agents on a Zoom, and I said, "You are the greatest opportunity. No one has bought a home because they love their home. You have a thousand gazillion people in your market right now that if they got this phone call, let me tell you the phone call. Here it is. It's very simple. Here's how you change your average. You stop calling the way you used to, and you say, "Hey, I'm calling. I'm a local real estate agent. I'm calling. One of the things that I wanted to say is, I wanted to ask you this is." I know that we're all home right now and there's going to be a lot of homes on the market here pretty soon. Are you fully in love with what's going on in your home or are there some things you want to change? So I got builders working with real estate people. So I got my builder and I got his phone number. So I'd call you and I'd say, and you say, you know what? I've been thinking about building an addition. Great. I'm going to introduce you to Jerry. And then what happens is I hook up my builder. My builder then hooks me up with a sale. But what's fascinating is you've got a room full of people that never knew 10 years ago when they bought the house because they had an eight-year-old, now it's a 16-year-old that needs an extra room because they got a teenager that's home. There's not enough square footage for all being at home on top of each other or people with discontent right now. So here, did you know that you could possibly move into a home with about 500 square feet bigger for a few hundred extra dollars a month? You could swap homes with people. So it's a different conversation. People are very in tune with how upset they are with their current home. They want a pool. A pool's expensive. Why not move you into a home with a pool for just three to $400 extra month? It's cheaper than $65,000 for a pool. So I am telling you right now, if I was a real estate agent, which I'm not, I would be killing it knowing how upset people are with their current property. It's such an amazing thing. I mean, you, you just hit on three, whether it was a pizza joint, whether it was a dentist, yep. all of those are done with a phone call that we've kind of forgotten about because everybody thinks the only way to get new leads is social media or some sort of click funnel, yep. that kind of thing. You're using the old fashioned telephone to generate yep. business, but, yep. but it's so simple. If you, if you go back to it and you, the original click funnel at, at the pizza restaurant is, Hey, would you like a 10% off? Give us your email address. And we put that into the POS Boom. and then we know John Smith likes pepperoni and he actually is one of those guys that puts pineapple on his Canadian bacon, you know? Exactly. And so, and so we know that, that he's that guy. I mean, and, and your thought process about, you're not selling the headache of selling this home, packing all your stuff up into boxes and moving into another home. You're selling the opportunity to get what annoys you out of your way and get yep. what you want into your life for a few bucks. Short list. I'm building a short list right now of really? homes. So it's genius, right? It is. I mean, it's, it's, but it's so simple that it should be more complicated than that. But, but you make it, I mean, it's, it's really not that hard. It's just about thinking about where you're trying to go. I have a client that I work with that is a big time realtor and I hooked him up with a guy that owns a moving company. And what he's doing right now is he's moving people for free. During Corona right now, if anyone wants to be moved, I'm paying for it. It's a thousand bucks to move somebody in state. Out of a commission in Phoenix, come on, a $50,000 commission, I'll move you for free. So here's the deal. You tell me what you want ideally in your home. I will look and see what's out there and I'll pay to move you and take your time. We'll do it over 90 days, whatever it is. We'll see what we can do. And I'll tell you the value for your home. The point is listing and selling, we have to realize right now our job is to generate leads. Now here's the coolest thing about the phone so everybody understands. People are bored. Then my daughter called over to the office today and she goes, do you think that um, my grandparents are home right now that they'd wanna eat lunch with me? I'm telling you, my parents would love a phone call right now. They're bored. They are at home. People are picking up. So 
the thing is like, and there's a lot of people that are home and married. You could keep marriages together by getting someone the home they want. If my wife's listening right now, she's like, great, let's move. Does that make sense? But yeah. the point is we have to be willing to change our conversation. So the key to developing into unstoppable business is to be massively creative and to understand that pivoting, it's what we did in our business, pivoting during a time like this means being willing to let go and be willing to be wrong. And that's the thing is, I am wrong that what I was doing up till now was the best thing. It was the best thing at the time, but now it's time to say that there's a new best thing. How does someone come up with that new best thing? Well, you start asking different questions. And so we'll talk communications right now. My background's in, in communication and influence over ourselves. And one of the new, the new best thing is to ask yourself, what do people want? Remember, if you're a business owner, you're here to do business. You're not here like if I'm that restaurant owner, I said to a pizzeria the other day, I was on the phone ordering a, I don't eat, it sounds like I eat pizza all the time. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a vegetarian that's, that runs. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I was making life easy for my family and I ordered a pizza uh, from a, another place. And I said to them, I said, are you asking people if they want to buy extra paper plates? They said, how would you do that? I said, you freaking ask me right now because why do I want paper plates? Because I'm running the dishwasher twice a day. And so are you, Shannon. You are running the dishwasher twice a day. You know you are. So yeah. you start thinking, what is everybody doing and how do we help them? But a lot of us, our egos, our average have gotten away. Like, no, I only work on listing side. I only work as an investor. No, you do business. And right. that's like, you know what business owners do? They do business. And I'm going to tell you, one of the ways we do business is to think about what do people actually want at this very moment. So I'm going to tell you, like, I, I would just link up with whatever you can do to, to make money right now and not try to make money the way you make it. Like we put a trampoline in the backyard. I said, man, I should get an affiliate link with those guys because a $2,500 trampoline, at, you know, there's a lot of people that have kids home for the summer. I can say, hey, have you thought of getting a trampoline? Here's a link. Imagine making a couple hundred bucks a pop. It adds up. I don't have to do anything. Right. So I'm not an affiliate guy. My business is flush. We're doing great business-wise. We are busier than I've ever been in my life. But partly is asking the magic question, where are people really at right now? I was talking to Stedman Graham the other day, Oprah's guy, and, and he said this. He said to me, he said, everyone's home. And he goes, they're frustrated. They're only asking five questions. Do you know what they're asking? What's that? You sound like, I know you're a marketer. In the old days, when we were kids, people were asking this question. Like when we were kids, everybody watched Wizard of Oz once a year and you went to school the next day and everybody watched it. Now you're watching Ozarks, this person's watching Billions, this person's doing that, this person's doing that. There's only five questions on people's minds right now. Am I doing the right thing? When is this gonna end? Is it ever gonna go back to normal? Um, is there anything else I should be doing? And is it my fault? And what's fascinating is those are your five or six questions that everybody's asking globally in the world. And we've got to figure out how to speak the language of people. 90% of the people you come across, that's the questions they're asking. And if we can speak into those questions, we win. That was the story behind Amazon, right? I mean, here's a guy, uh, Mr. Bezo, that built yep. a, uh, he sold used books, right? Everybody knows yep. the story. He sold used books and one day he got bored and he sent out the question on his list of if you could buy anything right now online, what would you buy? The answer was he didn't get a single answer. He got a hundred or he got a thousand answers back on the emails that he sent out. And it let him know that he needed to pivot. Yep. He needed to stop thinking about selling used books online and start selling everything online. Yep. 
And then he took that one step further instead of saying, I want to be the one to sell it online. He said, how do I provide a platform that allows everyone to sell online? Yep. And that was the, that was the beginning of Amazon. And, and when you look at that, it's exactly what you're saying, exactly what you're saying about your dentist, your pizza guy. I mean, all of those things, it's just changing a few words and a few thought processes that takes you to the place of, how do you solve the problem that everybody has? I mean, everyone's got a problem. So if you don't like your house right now, what I would do is I'd link up with, I would link up with like a builder or something like that. I'd say, hey, listen, let's build your house in a way that if we ever had to sell it, we're able to. And I could figure out the value at the time. So you got any rooms you need painted, you need a wall knocked down, I can get a guy over there. You need a lighting guy. I would be hooking up the elect, I would be building this massive network right now of everyone and their mother, like in my phone, because I've done enough build outs that I have, I have 50 electricians, 40 drywall people, four general contractors. I mean, I get everything in my phone. If I was in real estate, I would want everyone and their mother working for me right now. And I'd be hooking up people left and right and build this massive circle of influence. So when this market opens up normal, I get 800 eyes and ears right now working for me because I've been hooking them up. And that's what I'd be doing right now with everybody, getting people gardeners, getting people trampolines. I would be doing business. What you're saying is instead of being the guy that's trying to sell the widget that you had last week, be the guy that's trying to sell the answer to the question that's being asked. Well, yeah, because what's the question people are asking is, what do I do right now? And here's what you do right now. You make your house as valuable as possible. That is the best thing everybody should be saying right now. I have five ways to make your house. I've never said this before, but I'm going to give you a win. This is a ding, ding, ding. Everyone out there, I have five ways to make your home more valuable than it currently is that you can do while you're on quarantine and also make your home more livable. Boom. Right. And you get in there. You get a rapport, you figure out what's going on. Do you mind if I come by? If I can't come by, turn on your Zoom. I'll show you how to do it. I'll recommend a painter. I'll recommend a gardener. We'll figure it out. Wow, your home's worth 1.6. You ever known? Holy crap, it is. I might even have a guy that wants that. Really? Let me list it. Boom, done. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, you, you sound like you got a one size fits all. It's not that you have a one size fits all, but you're saying answer the question because everybody's got a question. That's the one size. Everybody yep. has a question. Yep. And the, the, the part that makes your average what it was is you've yep. been not looking at their question. You've been looking at your question. Yes. So now you're, you're telling people, hey, you want to pivot your business. You want to shift your business. You want to blow it out of the water. Ask their question and find a way to answer their question instead of looking at them saying, this is how you as the consumer can fit my little box here of what I do. Exactly. So if you want to change what you're doing, we have to live into what it is that you want, not live into what it is you currently do. So I, I would say, say that again, that is so profound. You need to live into what it is that you want, not live into what it is that you do. So the way the average gets set up is you have a day in your life where you say, and I know you've said this to yourself, I will never go back there again, right? I'll never go back. I'll never do that. I'll never have a relationship like that. I'll never make that little amount of money. I remember in 08 and 09, I said, I'll never let myself get blindsided again. And I meant it. And then I said, here's the life I'm going to build. So the second you admit you're not where you want to be, you, you build a opportunity for yourself of what could happen. The path reveals itself, plus insecurity shows up. Like you realize you're not as good as you thought you were, right? When you admit you're not where you want to be. But the benefit of that is you wind up being a person that says, I'm capable of more. So what happened, that's where your box gets revealed. So in front of you is what do you want? Having it is what I call over the wall. So we need to start living into what it is we want. So if there's this ideal business that you want, when Bezos said, I want to start selling everything, he worked on that. 
So I want a better circle of influence. I want more confidence. I want to be better at sales. I want this. So I'm going to start working on those things. I'm not going to get them immediately, but start working on my wants. That's how you change your average and you change your perspective. I'm so glad I'm recording this because I'm going to be able to play this section back. I think this is such an important segment because it really takes the focus off of trying to fix your problem and fixing your problem by shifting the focus onto their problem, which is actually fixable. Yes. You're better off fixing, helping people right now. Like your number one reason for being in a business. So the word sales comes from a Norse word, sale, which means to serve. Whether that's true or not, I buy into that. Okay. I have no idea. It's Google true. says it's true. Google, right? <laughs> right. So, it. it's, so it. it's it. So it's, it's real, right? You know, whoever owns Google, those guys said it's the deal. So if our job is a business, value is what businesses are derived by value. When you sell your business, we sell a valuable business. Are you bringing value to the world? The reason Jim Rohn up here is my, one of my original mentors. I have my dad, dad, and I don't mean the sports guy, but Jim Rohn, the speaker. Oh, that yeah. guy up there. I have my dad, and that is my business dad up there as a child. And he basically he mentored me as a young age, both audio and live. And one of the things he said was that your value to the marketplace is the dollars you're earning. So if your business sucks right now, you're not valuable right now. And I hate to look, now you're a valuable member of society, you're a valuable person in the eyes of God, he would say, but I'm also going to tell you, he'd be looking down right now going, good job, Michael, you got it. But the <laughs> point is, you have to become valuable to the world today. What do people want? So I'd be like, okay, I got to become valuable. What can I do? So as a business owner, we've got to stand up. So I have been saying for years, we're all the leaders in the world right now. You know why there haven't been leaders? Because we haven't had a real crisis. Here's a chance for you to be a business leader because business leaders come out of crises. They don't and come out I, of goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm speechless right now because you are absolutely answering the questions that I've been trying to ask for the last six weeks. And it's so simple. I seem, I, I feel a little dumbfounded that it's, that it is that. I mean, we all it's know. teamwork, that, man. Yeah. Teamwork. And, and we all know that we're supposed to serve to get, but you've connected it in such a way that it, it just, it's basic. So the takeaway of this, Michael, is just, is just very simple that being open to saying that your average as of right now isn't correct. Yes. You can do a better average, which is going to give you what you want. And that is going to come from your finding out what everybody else is in need of today. As a business person, yes. yes. Yeah. In any area of your life, if you accept your current average, you will never make yourself happy because you're capable of more. You are always capable more. Like my tombstone says, all used up, nothing left. I've already picked it out, did it all. And you will never be satisfied in life if you are a person that accepts your current average as reality. But couldn't you just as easily apply that from your business to relationships? Everything. So I mean, everything. You want a better relationship with your parents or your, or your spouse or your kids. I mean, yep. that's about picking up the phone and saying, hey, do you want to have dinner uh, with your kids? I, do, hey, dad, can I, can I come by and give you a hand with that? What are you doing this weekend? It's the same thing. Then all of a sudden, it's not about you. It's about them. I mean, it, it's, it's simple. It's, it's very simple. And relationship is such a powerful word because the businesses that are struggling right now are people that never took care of their relationships. Because if you had incredible relationships with your clients, like let's just use real estate for an example. If you have an incredible relationship with the mortgage guy, with the title company, with um, the builders, with everything, you're, you'll be okay. 
people will understand projects are on hold, things are happening. I get the shutdown can't work, can't do it. But if you're shut down and can't sell your business, I would put your business on a shelf and I would go do something else for the meantime and stop crying. Like I got delivery the other day, some food from a dude in a Tesla. I own a Tesla X. He owned a Tesla X. I said, you're delivering my food. He goes, what do you want me to do? Sit home? He goes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a financial guy. I'm not, can't really do much right now. I'm a hedge fund guy. We can't short anything. The whole market just got shorted. You know what happened? Um, he was like Bobby Axelrod, came and delivered from Billions, came and delivered my food. So right. you know what he said? I make $400 a day delivering food between my, or I don't know what he said, 200 bucks, 400 bucks, whatever he said. But it was like, God, this guy's like, he needs to make money. And that, that's the thing. Is it ideal for him? No, but he's, he's doing it. He's got to pay his bills. No, that, that's so true. When did this book come out? It just just well, got released, right? Yeah. So the book, the book was um, supposed to come out May 12th on, on the market. It's still out there now, but it's um, with all the stuff going on in Amazon, we decided to, we got a little email from them saying, do you mind? We want to get some vitamins to people and, and what they call essentials. Can you put it on hold? So it's officially the 26th of May, but you can get it on Barnes and Nobles. You can get it on Amazon. Um, I believe you can get on the, on the wait list, averagesucks.com. You can get it. So it's available. It's a three hour simple read, maybe two and a half. If you read quick, even for people with ADD, it's a simple story that is not designed to fix everything, but to call you out and change a few things and not fix everything, but lead you to where it is that you want to go. That's such a simply profound message for where we're at right now, Michael. I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to bring that to our listeners. And it really is true because you're a communications guy Yep. And you just gave your same conversation that you always give. And I can see how pertinent it is to the time we're in today and the market that I deal with and the market that my listeners are in, which is real estate. I, yep. I cannot, Michael, I cannot say thank you enough. My listeners are going to be absolutely blown away with this particular episode. And I just, man, I just want to thank you for stopping by the real estate rundown. And we can't wait to get our hands on a, a, on a, a copy of Average Socks. I'm, ex I'm excited to get in everybody's hands. And if I could help in any way ever, let me know, reach out, find me, and we'll go from there. Michael, AverageSucks.com is a great place to find your book. Uh, yep. wh where else can we find you? Yeah, one thing we did during this pivot right now, it's a little gift to anybody. If you're home or have time, we created a little something. Go to calltoactiontime.com. We literally gave away $2 million worth of our courses. Wow. If anybody wants, I mean, it's, and it's not, I'm not doing that out of like, I have a selfish reason and here it is. I want to single-handedly bring back the economy. So whatever I have to do to help out, and I'm just joking, we're going to work together. But right. I figure if we can get 10,000 entrepreneurs thinking straight, I came out of digital retirement. So if you go to calltoactiontime.com, it's absolutely free. It's one of our coaching programs. I gave it away for anybody who wants to do it. It's like literally, it's not even coaching. It's a couple hours a day with me to think the way we're talking here right now to get on track. And we've got billionaires on there and startup people. Call to action time. Call to action time with the number two call, number two action time.com. No strings attached, literal total give. And you get me as raw as I am here, if not more raw. Man, that is great. Michael, again, thank you so much for stopping by. We really, really, really thank, thank you. you for the insight we've got. Jen, I appreciate it. I'm excited to help. If I can ever help out, let me know. And we'll get through this together, everybody. We got this. Thanks, Michael.